All right, welcome back to another episode of What's the Word? Dallas, good to see you again. It's good to see you too. And I continue to get excited about what we're doing here. I mean, we're only in episode three right now, but just the premise, the conversations we're having leading in. Uh, obviously, like our listener doesn't know what a weird like meta thing, but like <laughs> we're recording prior to releasing, right? Yes. And here yes. we are releasing three before episode one drops, but there's such excitement about I'm super what we're excited. doing, mm-hmm. right? And the conversations that we're having. And uh, even as we were just getting started, it was like, we're, we're listeners, we're, we're trying to keep ourselves accountable to not completely nerding out in such a way that it's not allowing Relatable. people to sit at the table with right. us. Yeah. Right. But it's super easy to get really geeked out over. It is. I mean, absolutely. it just is. And I keep, and, and I was kind of sharing with you, I was like, oh, we need to just say this for the intro because like truly over my entire pastoral ministry, truly over my lifetime, but especially the last seven years, uh, And especially in the last year, Dallas, like so many reminders of just how I'm trying to think of the right word. I'm trying to be charitable in the way that I say this too, because I I don't think there's anything nefarious or anything like that going on. But I think the church has become so separated from the world that we've forgotten what it's like to not know anything. Right. I, I, I agree with that. And, and it's, we live so fast yes. and uh, and technology is so readily available that we've kind of forgotten, uh, and I'm guilty of this, forgotten what it's like to actually slow down and open my Bible, not just at the click of a button and a couple of, you know, thumb clicks yep. to, to get an explanation for what something is, but to actually read it for myself. And there's something, I like paper. Right. I like paper. Yeah, I do too. I'm a nerd that I, way. I, I got to have paper. Well, because I was going to say, we also live in a society that highly values, oh, I don't know, sometimes I was about to make a statement. I was like, is that true? But I was going to say education, at least Mm -hmm. in in somewhat of a competitive way. At least that's what's so funny because even as I'm talking to us, I'm realizing, well, that was me and that was my friends, but that wasn't everybody in my class. That wasn't everybody in my school. Like, and even today, like you hear the, like we're at the start of the school years, we're launching this podcast and you have some students that are like, after day one of like school here, they're like, (laughs) oh. They've got a checklist that they're pulling. Can they're we be pulling done stickies already, off. Yeah, you know. And I was like, no, I loved learning, and I really, I really do. And I maybe did that's too. It. No, I did. I, I was have a good student the, too. Have you ever done the strength finders thing? No. Okay, we got to talk about that at some point. But like, like my number one is one or two. Number two, actually, because number one strategic, but number two is learner, or maybe number four. Anyway, yeah, we'll have to talk five. about that. We'll have to talk about that because I'd like to do that. Oh yeah, and, and just it just see. means that I'm wired in such a way that I love. Well, it kind of fuels my like encounters with other people too. Like, I'm not like Mister. It's kind of funny how ironic that I'm a pastor in saying this, but like, I'm not like I want to change your mind. I'm a. I want to learn more about how you got to where you're at. Exactly. Right. I want to see where yeah. do your thoughts come from. How did mm-hmm. you get there? And it doesn't like radically, it it radically informs me for sure, but it kind of like in a way that strengthens where God has taken me and all the different studies and things like that. So that's why I love this podcast and what we're trying to do. And, uh, and I appreciate, like we were talking a little bit prepping for this week and it was all about how these these first three episodes particularly, and who knows what the next one's going to feel like. Who knows what this one's going to end up with. Right. It just, you go. But the whole goal right now is, okay, we want to talk about what does the word actually say about things that are important and things that Mm -hmm. people are actually asking and curious about, especially in our world and culture today, but also like for our hearts, right, that are central to what we believe as Christians too. But there's certain conversations we just need it kind of foundational. We're at the the start of a school year. Yep. Okay. And every year, the teachers have to recap 
what was taught at the end of last year. Yes. So we're we're recapping. Good. We're we're laying this foundation so that we have a successful school year. <laughs> I like school it. year. I like it. And and for and then some some kiddos think about kiddos that transferred in from a different school district. Well, they may not have learned what your yes. kids learned in this school and so district. We're starting out at a basis for and so we want a baseline. Hopefully. We want yeah. a baseline, and we're trying to explain some vocabulary and some cultural things without geeking out too hard. Exactly. And and keeping it real and keeping it relevant for and the people. And at the same time, it's fun to geek out. Oh, it's and so I, fun. It's fun for me to watch someone geek out about something I don't know. So like when someone is like really passionate about something and mm-hmm. geeking out, I'm like, I'm not fully tracking with everything that you're saying, but I'm loving what I'm hearing and I'm loving right. what I'm seeing. Yeah. So that, maybe that's some entertainment people can have from uh. what we're doing. So speaking of recapping, Episode one, intimidation factor. So just the reality that, that I was about to say this sucker. Can I say that? I sure. did. I can't. Yeah, go ahead. You can't take it, it back. Yeah. It's already out there. This word that we have in front of us is so full, so big, so expansive, covers mm-hmm. so much of history. It was written over so much history that it's intimidating. And there's so right. many people and so many things. So there's this intimidating factor we just wanted to call out. Like you're not alone in that. Oh, absolutely. And especially when you're completely starting off. But at the same time, I'll, I'll say at least as we journey together, what we'll find is as much complexity as there is, which I think can be beautiful when seen from like a 30,000 foot big picture view. Right. When you're seeing from kind of the God's eye view, it's cool. Like how complex it is and how simple it is. At, at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah. That's the intimidation factor. Right. And, and, and really we called out, right? The whole purpose of this whole podcast is mm-hmm. someone who's never heard this stuff before. We want that accountability the same way that Philip and that Ethiopian eunuch sitting in that chariot. That can had. track with us. Exactly. To ask questions and say, you said this. I didn't really understand that. Mm-hmm. I need to hear more about this. Like just other learners out right. there for the same reason. And then last episode hit up with that reliability question. Yeah. So what was that about, Dallas? That was can you trust the Bible? I mean, why why do we just take the Bible on faith? And what are your, you know, check your sources. What are the primary sources used for the Bible? And how do we know? And does it historically match up? And asking those questions that that may be too intimidating to yes, ask at first, exactly. at, at first glance, but we want you to do that. I mean, God wants you to do that. So I think that that was super exciting for me to be able to, to, to go backwards and look at the reliability Hundred percent, and also because, like, again, if we want people to actually access this thing, mm-hmm. those are two giant walls in front of. Oh, absolutely! Actually, hearing. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, see what I did what? there? Yes, oh. actually hearing what God has to say here. So, so yeah, it's so intimidating. I don't even want to open it because it's scary. And why do I even trust it? How can it even exactly be reliable for my own life to speak any kind of truth or what does it have wisdom? to do with me? Yes. What does it have to do with me? Because we live in modern times. And this was written not in modern times. Not at all, which creates its own layers that we have to look at. So how is it going to be okay for me? And what is it going to, how's it going to apply to me when it's 2,000 years old? The the most recent entry into the Bible was still 2,000 years ago. Yeah, almost 2,000 years ago. And and at the same time, right, as we talked about last time, the word of the Lord endures forever. So there's this thing of there's there's this ancientness to it, Mm -hmm. this this otherworldly, other cultureness to it. And at the same time, there's this lasting truth piece driven Mm -hmm. all the way through all of human history, which, again, I would say 
well, maybe it's because the one that wrote this down <laughs> has actually seen all of it. Yeah. Like <laughs> end to maybe end. Maybe he knows what he's doing. I don't know. I don't maybe. know. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe that'll be a question we get to explore. Does God really know what he's we're doing? We're going to put that, that on our bulletin one. board. Oh, yes, we're going to, we're going to put it on board. our, That's on our right. pen, our pen board. Pin it on the board. Yep. All right. So with that too, though, we have a verse that has kind of become a habit for us to yep. start out with as we turn to the word, as we open it up, because I find the Bible is more helpful when it's open. Uh, or I, I, I could even take it a step further. And I think some of my, like, we have a, a thing called confirmation. Mm-hmm. There's not, I use the word thing. I can't even call it a program or whatever. It's not really a program. It's a ride of right passage. passage. It's a journey. Yes. It's, a, it's a diving deeper into the faith and ownership of faith mm-hmm. for, for younger folks typically, but in adults too, there's such thing as adult confirmation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And along that way, like I start the journey of confirmation saying it's not just that the Bible is more helpful when it's open. The the Bible is more helpful. And this is going to get us into today uh, is more helpful when it's internalized. Right. Oh, and maybe yeah. we'll talk about that. Well, let's, let's hear our verse that's so okay. important to us. And then let's dive a little bit deeper into it to what I mean by an internalized. And we got into that a little bit in episode one too. We did. Uh, or episode one as well. Right. Cause that could have been a little confusing for somebody, but Psalm 19 verse 14 Dallas, what do those words say to us? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Love it. I love that. I yep. just, I really, I love that. So I was saying the internalized word is more helpful. And right. an illustration, and I'm, I'm certain I brought this up in episode one. It's kind of one of those, life is always spinning so fast that I forget what conversations I'm having when, because God's pretty cool that way. Putting a lot of people that want a lot of conversations about God and I always kind of put this scenario in front of people. If you find yourself uh, in a somewhat, look, let's call it a new place entirely. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go middle of the woods. How do you like the woods, Dallas? Um, it's fine. Yeah? It's fine. There's like creepy crawly things yeah. in the woods yeah. and things that are way bigger than I am and yeah. have sharper teeth. And anyway. So now imagine one of those woods that you've never been in, that you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, like, you know, this time was coming when you're going to be in the middle of the woods. Uh, and I gave you a map. Okay. You're hosed. I gave you a map. Okay. But you get dropped into the So and again, for a long time, you knew this trip was coming. You had the map there. Okay. I drop you in the middle of the woods and you lose the map, Dallas. And get this, you don't have signals. You can't use your GPS to navigate your right way around. Now you're making me sweat. So what do you think would have been most or would be most helpful for you in that moment if you could go back to the very beginning when you knew you were going to be dropped in the middle of the woods and you were given that map? What would be the most helpful thing for you to do? We've talked about you pop quizzing me. I know. Live. I know. You, I know. Yeah. This is totally pop quiz. This, this is, is a 100% pop quiz. And I have my little brother will tell you that I am super guilty of Asking a question that I think has an answer that is an obvious, obvious answer, and it's not. It's and only to I me. have so and many like, answers rolling through my head right now. I'm going to defer. Good. Okay. I'm going to defer. So, what about the idea of maybe studying that map in such a way that by the time you get there, you don't even have to open it up mm-hmm. because you have spent time with it, you have digested it. You get there and you say, no problem. I don't have the physical thing right in front of me for it to see. But I remember it. But I have internalized mm-hmm. it. I know there's that, there's that, there's that. Right. To me, that's the way the word is for us, right? Because there's going to be seasons of your life, right, that you you could speak to, I can speak to, where you're going to be dropped in the middle of a situation you never thought you were going to be in. Mm-hmm. And in those moments, as helpful as it can be to open up the word of God, at least what I have found in my own experiences is, 
God's word has a way of what you have ingested over the years finds a way of coming back up when you need it most, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the stuff that's going to guide you when you're sitting there at night, not knowing what to pray. It's going to be God's word that comes to your mind. It's going to be, and it's crazy because Dallas, we get God's word. We get exposed to God's word in various ways. And that's kind of what we want to talk about. That's what we want to talk about today. Yes. Especially when it comes to this idea of internalizing God's word Mm -hmm. and hearing God's word. Hearing it. And then really and truly to dive into this in the first place too, we've got to understand the God's word. And this is, again, this is going so, so closely. And it's funny because this episode will probably release as kids are working through unit one of our journey together in confirmation. Um, But I will share with them that if you think of God's word, and we definitely got into this in episode one, and you think paper, ink, uh, glue, and cardboard. Okay. You probably missed the point. All right, why have we probably missed the point there? That's not how the Bible started. Good. And this is actually episode one and two all coming together. See, we're, we're re- recapping. God's we're cool reviewing. that way. God's cool, yeah. Because think about it. Like when we originally drew up what we were going to talk about in this whole journey, we this have is not, not the map that we took. Nope, this is but not God's it. God's kind of laid the foundation the way to go. And why I say that is because especially when you look at Scripture, mm-hmm. right? God's Word is not just any other book. And as I like to say, there's a reason why the Bible is often listed at the top of the list of most dangerous books. Oh, oh, think about it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I missed that one, but yeah. (laughs) Across the world, right? It is. Most dangerous book that you could read. And why is that? Because we at least believe when God's word is actually shared, when it Mm -hmm. is spoken, when it is read, when it is digested, when it's internalized— it actually does something to you. It's not like reading Harry Potter as much as I love me oh, some I do love Harry, Harry Potter, Potter. Right? I probably just got canceled by some people. That's okay. Cancel me, me all day long for that. Please, I'm going um, to Harry Potter world in a little while. Good. I love it. That's going to be so it. fun. My sister and I want to visit New York and visit all the Harry Potter stuff up there and go see Cursed Child. Good digression. Now back. Okay. okay. <laughs> but because God's word actually does something to us. And it so, and, it, and And God's word does not to us, but to anyone. And I think the way that we've kind of summarized is when God speaks, something happens. Something happens. There's an effect. Exactly. To that. All right, Dallas. This is where I get to just I get to sit in the like all things that Dallas loves and appreciates here. Where do you turn to when you think of God, when God speaks, something happens? Oh, Genesis. Yeah. I, it, that's my favorite book of the Bible. I I love Genesis for so many different reasons. But right off the bat, God speaks, and lots of things happen. Lots of things. Exactly. There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing except God. And then he speaks and we have light and darkness and, and the sea. And separation between separation, the waters, yes, the land everything. and the sea. We got everything. And, and it's all because, and I, and I love quoting, I, I don't know if you nerd out this way too, I love just quoting the poeticness of Genesis 1 in particular, mm. right? And I have done a little bit of a deep dive on, again, we talked about original language is Hebrew. And even mm-hmm. there, there's a little poeticness to it because, because, I did not study Hebrew. Oh, you're good. Yeah. But like, but the same poeticness you hear in English, mm-hmm. you can you can find in the Hebrew as well. But just when like uh, you'll be, uh, and God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. And there was light. There's, There's no hesitation. Pattern. There's all this stuff. And again, can you imagine the power of just speaking something into existence? Yeah. No. And so, so Dallas too, for someone completely new, mm-hmm. uh, that what we just said is new. It's new and it's awesome and it's sort of unbelievable 
Sure. If you want to just think about that it for just a just a quick second. And I love sitting in that kind of stuff. That, yeah. That that for somebody that's never heard that before, that this all-powerful, omniscient, omnipresent, so he's everywhere, he knows everything, this being speaks and universes explode into existence. Um, that's hard to wrap your mind around. Absolutely. That's really hard to wrap your mind around. And even some of the language you're using is making me realize like some of the other stuff that's just hard for people who've never been exposed to this stuff to grow up. Because even saying the word being, what do we mean by that? Like we're talking physical, spiritual. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like there's this spiritual. So all of those things. Yeah. And, and when he speaks, there's this material, mm-hmm. this physical thing that happens. Because he knew we were going to be slow. Sure. And we needed the physical and we need the tangible. And and he know he knew we were gonna be problem children. And Dallas, this I think you'll enjoy this. I, I often say to people, if you ever want your brain to hurt, mm. go back to these words in the beginning. I just need three words to make my brain hurt. And, and for the listener that hasn't heard that before. That's Genesis 1 chapter 1, the very first Mm -hmm. verse of the Bible in the beginning, because here's the thing. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be someone that spent your time thinking about this this being who speaks and material things just come to be and spiritual things, all Mm -hmm. things, uh, things. invisible and invisible, quoting the Nicene Creed there, right? You don't don't have to have that background for it to hurt your head. Just thinking about the fact that we all exist, which, I mean, unless you think we live in the matrix, which I'm sure people Please out there don't go do, there. right? Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't today. One day, we'll oh. get to that for sure. Put it on the board. No. Nope. All right, there we go. <laughs> Pull um, <that> we should <laughs> get an actual board to see all the fun topics <laughs> and get those sticky notes. But, like, where did we all come from? The question of origin is huge. Yeah. Like, and it goes back to, I, I think, again, I feel like a broken record player, but at the same time, the whole, like, it's good to reinforce the whole, did I mention the sermon that I did? It has to be in the last three years. It's We've had a global pandemic. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, have you heard about that one? No. Yeah, the whole what? world shut down. People were inside. no idea. Yeah, exactly. They didn't close uh, the churches, did they? They did. It's oh. crazy. Well, kind of. They mm-hmm. had live stream. Yeah. So anyways, uh, there was a sermon I did pre-pandemic that was, I, I used a sermon illustration that I thought was just a way to get me into the sermon. It was on uh, Galatians uh, which came first, the law or the gospel, was the, really the question of the sermon. So, of course, I used the, which came first, chicken, and egg. chicken or the egg. And it was just supposed to be a sermon illustration. It was just supposed right. to start us off. And uh, and I, so I looked into it. I, I'm a learner. I, I like to deep dive on things. And uh, I, I learned this. I think this is cool. That that, that question is actually ancient. Okay. Mm-hmm. So philosophers actually debated this for the longest time because they could not wrap their minds around which came first the chicken or the egg because of science and observation and all the same conversations we have today. In other words, tying it back a little bit, it hurt their brain too to think of the words in the beginning. The beginning. Mm-hmm. And of course, like my illustration, which was supposed to just wrap it up, I just kind of like did my whole million mile an hour thinking conversation in my own head and said, oh, crazy thing is the only paradigm in the whole world that makes any sense of that question is the biblical one because it would tell you the, the chicken. chicken came first. Yeah, because God created the animals and everything mm-hmm. that moves along. Genesis 1, Genesis right? 1. So for us, it's like, that's not, that doesn't hurt our heads. Doesn't hurt this mine. This is what God says. But it, but it is. Like for everybody in existence right now, we have to say, where did we come from? And this is important for us when it comes to the topic of God's word, which is what this podcast is about, mm-hmm. right? And trying to help us to, to see the truth that comes out of it. One of the foundations that you, that you and I can't ignore for our listener is we believe God created the world and he did it by just speaking. By speaking. 
and there's use power in that. Yes. I mean, there's just such amazing and significant power in the fact that he spoke things into existence. And then, and that's what we want to settle in on today is the power of spoken word, his exactly. spoken word. And the way that that is um, transcribed to us through what we have as the Bible today. Exactly. Is that the importance and we, and of- I think of, we've talked about the transcribed, the handing down did. all the way we through did. last episode. So this is awesome though. But but the speaking nature- Speaking. Of God and his word and the power- that, And the listening that comes ooh, with the speaking. So What an important biblical word. Listening. And I'm not very fond of listening to things that either don't sit right with me or that, you know, kind of maybe rub me the wrong way or make my brain hurt. Listen. And when I was a kid, I didn't like to be disciplined, you know, that if I had to listen to my mom or my grandparents or whatnot, sometimes my ears didn't work. Mm. But listening when when something is being spoken to you. Good. And we're, I'm assuming we're going to unpack even deeper we're gonna what unpack that, that means. Okay. We're going to unpack that. And to help us, though, get into this, right? Because essentially, right, again, we're trying to lay a framework for all the conversations we're going to have as long as God lets us. Mm-hmm. And part of this is just that we believe God's Word is powerful and this listening aspect Mm-hmm. It, it uh, it's tremendously important. <laughs> so I don't think I'm under I'm understating that either. No, you're not yeah. understating that. So I uh, I had my own geek out session this morning. Good, I love and it. And so there, um, thanks to the internet, because the internet wouldn't lie to me. And <laughs> but the phrase "listen" in some way, "listened" past tense, "listening" active, "listen" uh, is used. Over 400 times. Kind of a big deal. 400 times. Are you telling me if, Dallas, if you repeat something, is it important to you? It's important. Yeah. So if you repeated something to me 400 400 times. 400 times. In your lifetime even. Right. right? And then I kind of parsed that down that if you're listening to something, maybe you're hearing it. Mm. And that word is used over 1,700 times. Wow. So those are some very big deals. And, and if you think about the Bible for, for Christians, is it's, it's our genealogy, it's our family tree, it's our history book. This is a, our family's biography. And that is a, an, that, that's a large project to, to undertake. So sure. words are not wasted. Yes. Words are not gonna be wasted. So if God is going to repeat himself, yes. that is a, an, a, an ear pricker. You know that your ears need to need to to pay closer attention exactly. if he's going to repeat himself seventeen hundred times. Well, and that's foundational for any time you approach this stuff. So we'll use that, friends, over the course of our time together. Because in these passages that we're gonna we're gonna dive into and look into, God's gonna repeat himself. And 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 again, every word being intentional, mm-hmm. you don't like because you think about kids writing papers now, right, in school yeah. or something, and the teacher will be like. Um, repetitive, choose a different word, look up a synonym. At least that's what happened to me. Like when I was writing My editor still does that to me. Yes. And so that's the thing is because they don't want you to repeat something. But the thing is, is as someone, the good creator of all things, right, wrote down his stuff, like there was some stuff he repeated because- And he wanted you to pay attention. Exactly. Pay Pay attention. attention. Another good word for listening here, right? Pay attention. I'm a writer. (laughs) I have a thesaurus working through my head. That's awesome. So let's get into let's get into some of the the two primary verses that we were thinking about for Good. today. Okay, yes, yes, exactly. And so so one is really just we're friends, this is the journey we're going on. 
when we think about listening, we know it's important, mm-hmm. especially when God says something and especially the way his word works. Uh, we're going to zero in at the very end on why we think it's kind of crucial to understand how important it is to listen to God's word because of some of the um, effects, if mm-hmm. you will, of mm-hmm. listening to God's word and what it can do for you. But in the meantime, too, there's this whole conversation scripture has with itself, right? Because scripture interprets scripture. Yep. We understand a part with the whole and all this stuff that just speaks to the power of God's word, even beyond just Genesis chapter one. And one of the kind of key places where I see that, that I quote all the stinking time is in Hebrews. So in Hebrews chapter four, um, we see the author of the Hebrews, Dallas. I used a really weird phrase there. Why didn't I use somebody's name? We don't actually know who wrote yeah, Hebrews. We don't. And at the same time, because some people are like, well, then how can you be? Well, because again, for whatever reason, same process we talked about last time, the church Went found these words process. so valuable mm-hmm. and they passed them down. So they were authoritative, even though we didn't know who they came from, right? Ultimately, they came from God. Exactly. Ultimately, God wanted them down. So Hebrews chapter 4 Verses 12 through 14. All right, Doss, I want to hear what yours says. All right. 12 through 14? Perfect. 12 through 13. I did the wrong thing on the paper. (laughs) (laughs) Verses 12 through 13, yes. All right. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Love it. All right. Oh, I, wanted so to hear, I wanted to hear yours because I, I love like how English translations can bring out the different, the fuller meanings of, right? So for instance, living and active, like that is so like, like most translations are going to give you that mm-hmm. translation. And, and but you hear this alive. Right? Alive. As much as I love Harry Potter, that book ain't alive, friends. Mm-mm. Right? It might it might be a great story that I relate to so much, but it and I might empathize, and that's a great tool that God's given an ability right? that God's given us to be able to do, but it's not like working on my heart and my life and things like that. It doesn't matter how many times I read Harry Potter, I'm not gonna be able to fly on the broomstick yes. that's at my house. Okay, so it's not gonna really do it's something. It's not gonna in do something nature, for me. No. Right. So that's where, again, God's word is very different than any other book that you're ever going to pick up or read. Right. Okay. Because it's living and active. My, my translation says living and effective. Effective? Yeah. So it's like doing, a cause and effect? Yeah. Oh, crazy wow. how that works. That's what? hilarious. That's good. <laughs> and it says it's sharper than any two-edged sword, which sounds kind of dangerous, right? But what it's that's saying a, is… A little like, ominous. It's a little… A little powerful Mm -hmm. in the sense of like nothing stopping this thing. Like you can't, there's no such thing as really stopping the work that God's word is going to do. And and, and again, when I say that, when he speaks, which again, what we would say is these words that we have down in this thing we call the Bible Mm -hmm. are all words that God uh, made happen. Is that, is that a fair way to say that? Yeah. 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 I would. Like, so, so yes, there were people, but God through his spirit was working through them to make sure these words have been passed down throughout the centuries, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why we refer to the Bible as God's word. Uh, it says it's penetrating mm. as far as the separation of soul and spirit, Ooh, joints and marrow. I love that. So, because again, there's something very personal. That's very vivid. Yes. And very like vivid. Detail oriented. And I am not like a vivid medical person. Like when people want to explain to me their surgeries and stuff like that, I'm not about it, Dallas. Mm. But I do like this first, right? Piercing to or penetrating, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit. That's if we get an intimate 
biblical mm-hmm. picture, speaking to the nature of where we started, right? There's We're not just material. There's nope. this soul piece to us as humanity, which is why we can have things like beauty, right, in the world and stuff that we stand in awe of and things like that because it's not just material. It's not just stuff that was is going to go away one day. There's a spiritual nature to all these. I love it, okay? But then this joint and marrow, like, again, getting so personal in that, uh, able to judge the the thoughts and intentions of the heart, and you're not hidden from them, you're going to give an account. And again, I ask, uh, show me how Harry Potter does that. No. Yeah, show me how Oliver Twist does that. Not even Jane Austen can do that. Right, exactly. I mean, she messes with your heart for sure. She does. I'm not a Jane Austen person, but I saw oh. it. I watched it happen. I I'm going to have major. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like this idea of it's doing something to you. So living in effective, living in active, God's word is pretty incredible in the way that it works. So let me phrase it maybe this way. Yes. If we have this fire breathing God that can open his mouth and speak and have worlds pop out of it and suns and stars. He's fire breathing. I know I did, right? <laughs> I did. Dragons. Uh, we have this fire breathing God this. who can look inside <laughs> of us. And speak, if he can speak and worlds appear, when he speaks to us, then how is that not going to affect us? I was going to take it a step further, right? Oh, good. Fire breathing, right? And I hear what you're saying, this all-powerful enough God that whatever he says does something. And this is the cool thing about God's word is you watch it play out Mm -hmm. in history because that's what right? this is too like it was interesting it, when you were calling history. this like our family genealogy this i was is. like this is the world's genealogy friends like this is telling us how the creator of the universe uh did things made things and then lived out and walked among people mm-hmm. and then now look where we're at and right. look where we're going and look what we're doing his word ultimately is life giving mm-hmm. right fire breathing in the sense of newness of life and restoration and fullness right and that's everything that he's doing and it's and it's and it does its job. Okay. Yes. So uh there's some fun places in Isaiah I'd love for us to go okay. at. Um so and then oh I love Second Timothy too. I don't know if we'll get there or not. But uh, Isaiah's a little jumpy in my Bible. <laughs> he, oh look, raffle ticket. <laughs> Got all kinds of stuff shoved in here. Isaiah forty eight three. And this was one that was actually a little uh newer as in, as in I was paying attention oh. to it. Do you have titles in your Bible? Yes. What does your title say? Uh, mine says Israel must leave Babylon. Mine says stubborn Israel. Oh, no. Nice. Oh, I like mine better. Okay, there you go. Stubborn. Absolutely. So one of the things God says uh, when he is talking to stubborn Israel mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of this really tough spot right there, the Babylonian exile, darkest part of uh, Israel's history, mm. he talks about his word. And, he, and, he, and his history. This is the thing is like God has a— um, a resume Ooh. that no one else can can match. Right. When God does things, it happens. Okay. So so especially when it comes to His Word, and this is what He's doing with His people right here. This is what uh, we were talking about. How much you love Exodus, right? Oh, I do love Exodus. Ever since the time of the Exodus, too. That's what God is doing with His people. I need you to go back to what I've done. Go look at my resume. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am faithful to every single one of my promises. Right. And this is what's so cool here in forty-eight verse three. I declared the past events long ago. They came out of my mouth. I proclaimed them. Suddenly I acted and they occurred. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Mine says, I foretold the former things long ago. My mouth announced them and I made them known. And then suddenly I acted 
and they came to pass. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's excellent. I, while I was looking through stuff for <laughs> this week before we, we had a, a complete chance to, to get together, mm-hmm. I was reading, God, my nerd is going to show so hard. I was reading a book called Christian Dogmatics. Oh yeah, that volume your nerd two. Is full out it now. is. Yeah, I know. It's no just, I can't fact. tuck it in. Dallas it's just, it's, Lewis yes, is a nerd. You I'm heard a it nerd. today. Yeah. So I was reading from Christian Dogmatics, and uh, the author says God did not withhold the good news, meaning His word, the gospel, all of that, from man, but immediately proceeded to publish it through His word, through the gospel. Good. So right here we have in Isaiah is, you know, I said these things and then they happened and God wanted us to know about this stuff. He's saying, look at my track record. Look at this. Look at this. Look at my resume. Look at my track record. And this tracks with then later in Isaiah, Isaiah 55, um, 10 and 11 is where I'm going to focus, but it's the same thing. Okay. Actually, I'm going to go a little bit further, right? So verse eight, and this might be familiar. It might sound familiar because culture, literature, movies, things like this, we'll quote this one. Mm -hmm. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. True. And your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. I'm just going to pause there too. When he uses the word heaven, friends, uh, the, 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 the Hebrew there is uh, Hashemayim. Okay, or sorry, that would be the heavens. Uh, so Shemayim is, the, is that one. This is a fancy way to say everything above you. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's talking sky. So you look at the distance from the sky to the earth, and that's what he's saying. As high as that is, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts, okay? So he is, he's a little bit establishing saying, homie, who's in charge here, right? Job. Hope living translation. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, verse 10, this is the important one. Talking about his own word, he says, for just as rain and snow fall from heaven and do not return there without saturating the earth and making it germinate and sprout and providing seed to sow and food to eat, okay? And everything, that's a, it's not biblical fanciness, but it's still kind of fanciness, uh, germinate, sprout. What he's saying is just as the rain brings life to the ground. Right. right? So it can bud and flourish. Yes. Verse 11. So my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper in what I send it to do. Again, he's attesting to his own power of his word, whereas just, what, 15 chapters ago? No, not that far. Uh math 17 chapters ago he was saying seven chapters ago dallas i can't do math 55 minus 48 is seven okay seven chapters ago he was saying look look at my look at my track record and here he's saying the exact same thing my word is doing something and it is bringing life Mm -hmm. in all of its fullness and it is good for us which gets us into really the heart we'll we'll save second timothy for a little bit because timothy says look the word of god is good We've talked people. about that too. Good. We've talked about that. Yeah. So why ultimately is all this important to talk about the power of God's word, the effectiveness of God's word, the life-givingness of God's word? Uh, and at least for us, as we thought about this podcast, when we wanted to answer that question of why, why does anybody care that God's word is living and active, that it does what it says, that it's powerful? And we found like one scripture passage that really for us, wrapped up our answer to that question, why, for all of our listeners. And that was found in Romans chapter 10. 10. Yeah. What's going on with Romans chapter 10? So Romans, uh, Romans 10 is something that, oh, Romans 10, 
We'll just read, read Romans 10, 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So for us, faith is a very big deal. It's very important. We want everybody listening. Another good understatement. To have, really. <laughs> faith's a big deal. Yeah. Faith's a big deal. We want everybody listening to, to have faith. And the way, the best way to, to do that with the Holy Spirit working in and through you and in and through us is the hearing of the word. And so that is why we think this is so important because if we don't, uh, when, when God wanted his word known to man, he said it, he spoke it, mm-hmm. you know, and that was before, before they could write it down, before they exactly. had the tools to write it down. They couldn't mass produce this. So it was spoken to them and in turn spoken to the people. And, and that, that's where we want to hunker down. Absolutely. And I want to unpack a little bit about what you just said too, because I think it's going to be helpful for our listeners as well. Because you said we want people to have faith, right? right? And I would say for the purpose of this podcast, like as Christians though, that's exactly true. And I think a lot of times we get lost in today's world of like not wanting to talk about like what we actually believe. Like I see this. We don't want to get canceled. Across, well, and it's not just Christians though. I see it. And and, and the thing I try and point out to people all the time is like, look, I could sit at the table with uh, a Jewish rabbi. Mm, I would um, love to do that, uh, by the way. An imam from Islam. Uh, I could sit there with different people of different faith and we we could talk honestly because we're all sitting in similar places in this sense that we are convicted that what we believe is true. Right. And we acknowledge the leaders of religions, right? I'm going to say we pastors. We acknowledge that like what we believe is true contradicts what you believe is true. And I'm not here to be like, no, you're a liar, blah, blah, blah. Because we're all sitting at the table with the same thing. And, and, And a little bit of like sincerity, honesty, in the conversation too. And so, as you said, like, we want all the people to have faith. Absolutely. But when I think about what's the word, at the end of the day too, we think faith comes from… The Holy Spirit and hearing the word. And hearing the word. And so, at the end of the day too, this podcast is all about just making known what God's word actually says. Mm-hmm. Because, and this is where your deep dive is going to come so helpful for us, Dallas. Um, God speaks and his word does things. But Dallas, uh, and this is really putting you on the spot. Wow. Oh, come yeah. on. Why is it then that some people hear God's word and they don't have faith or they don't believe? Well. And I'll, I'll say, I was going to say, for me at least. Okay. Ask yourself, what is scripture bear witness to of why some people hear God's word, but they don't believe. And this is going to be where that deep dive really, really helps us out. Which part of my deep dive? There's a difference. In believing. And hearing. And understanding. Good. And listening. All these words that you brought out that are said so many different times. Yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference. But this is kind of fun, y'all. Before we even started this podcast, Dallas shared with me an awesome video of a little kid oh. uh, and it was called listen, listen Linda. Linda listen it's very old it's and, several years old and I didn't know that but like essentially what's happening in that video this kid is arguing with his mother calling how her old by is this child oh, he's three yeah he's three listen Linda listen Linda. listen you're not listening Linda listen. you're not listening to which Linda mom says to him at one point like you're not listening and he goes you're not listening Linda. you are not listening yeah. Linda so it's this whole thing. If people are talking, mm-hmm. right? Words are going on, 
but there's not something being received. Right. Because there's a difference between listening and hearing and hearing and understanding and and that rain. I mean, I really do see it this way, Dallas, as, as we're thinking through this. God's word is like that rain that goes out like the seed. Crazy. What a great example. It goes out, but not all soil is receptive to the seed and right. not all seeds are receptive to where they're where they're planted exactly. or, or dropped or wherever. Exactly. And, and that that's that's part of it. Uh so I I've done a lot of thinking about my kiddos. Sure, you know, yes. My kiddos with the listening and the hearing and how many times did I have to tell them? I mean, you know, when when my kiddos were all little, they're all grown and out of the house now. So but when they were little, I didn't have the house rules written down and posted where they could see them. At a year old, two years old, three years old, they could not read those. Right. It would have been an act in futility on my part mm-hmm. for trying to publish the house rules. I had to tell them, and I had to tell them over and over and over again. And I thought their first word was going to be no. <laughs> Don't touch that. No. Because that was the most popular thing. That was thing the you were most popular yeah. thing that I said to keep them safe. Yes. I had to keep them safe. That's my job is to keep them safe, to keep them out of danger and help them learn. And that's that's kind of how I've been looking at this week's podcast is that God, as our father, is telling us, listen, listen to me. I'm putting up these boundaries, you know, for your safety. I'm I want you to be successful. I want you to be prosperous but you're not listening. Yes. You're not you listening. You might be hearing. Yes, you can hear me. I know you can hear listening. me, yeah. but you're not listening to me. So that's... Well, it's funny as you go. And again, I'm like, it's funny. Like y'all, when we originally started this podcast, we said, yeah, it'll be great. We'll focus on one piece of scripture a week, blah, 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 blah. But as you as you talk about God's word and its fullness, as you spend time with it, as you internalize it, as you spend mm-hmm. time with the map, so to speak, right? It's crazy how it'll pop back out. As you were talking... Uh, it was, it reminded me of James, right? So Jesus, uh, so one of Jesus' leaders certainly later on writes an epistle, writes a letter to his people. He says, do not merely uh, listen to the word, which is interesting because what he's doing is really don't just hear it. Right. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. He says, do what it says. Right. So it's the same thing. It's like, there's a difference in your kid hearing what you're saying all the time. And I know every teenage parent out there right now is going, I, oh, I understood. Somebody sees me. me. Yes, because because that's the thing. And, and it, what's crazy though is too, at least as I've walked alongside of other people's kids for a while now, they actually are listening. It just doesn't seem like it in the moment most of the time. So yes, they're hearing it and they're digesting it. And sometimes it takes a whole lot of time saying it over and over and over again for them to actually do it. But there's a huge difference when it comes to God's word. And that's circling back to God speaks to people all, all the time. All the time in scripture. He even uses mm, big word pagans, non-believers. Well, was, yeah. Non um, non-believers good. or, you know, people that are so far removed from from God's own people. Sure. Who who believe in him and trust him and outside love him. Outside of the faith. Outside yeah, non-believers. Of the, there we go. That's outside a pagan, of the faith. Yeah. To get his point across. Yes. So and that's another because his own people weren't listening. Yes. Stiff necked, stubborn Israel. They weren't mm-hmm. listening. So again, we don't know anybody like that. I I don't have three of them that I maybe gave birth to. <laughs> You're not looking I, at one right I, now. That I could that I, 
I'm not that old. I did not. No, give, I'm saying like yeah. no, no. I'm saying you're looking at someone who's stubborn and stiff next right. sometime, right? Like that's right. our own personal experience as people. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, and I can say something when my kids were in middle school and high school. I could say something and then have a friend of mine say it verbatim, yeah. and they would immediately go it do happens it. Happens all so, the time. So and and God knew that, and so He uses all all different manners and methods to get His word to His people, which is what He's done. And then by extension, you know, we, we have, I, I believe him. Right. I believe him. Right. And that's what, that's what Paul, Paul's the guy that wrote Romans. to this church in Rome, mm-hmm. right? And we call the letter that he wrote Romans. Uh, and, and that's what he's saying here, right? So, so you hit us on the, on the, on, on the, the verse that really speaks to everything we're doing. I want to backtrack it a little bit and see the fullness of everything he's saying here. Starting in verse 11, he says, for the scripture says, Everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. Mm-hmm. So there's this thing called faith, which I know we'll unpack at some point in this podcast. But this idea of belief, okay, right. trust, all sorts of things that can really enhance what that word means. Mm-hmm. But he says, since there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All right? So this faith thing's kind of important. Kind of important. It's right? kind of important. Saved. I like that. I and like- I need faith. I need mm-hmm. belief in order to be able to do this. He said, how then can they call on him they have not believed in? Right. Right? How can they call out to somebody they don't believe in? Uh, how can they believe without hearing him or hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher, right? As someone who will tell them. And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all obeyed the gospel. Not all listened. Okay? Mm-hmm. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the message about Christ, right? So really cool. I mean, and it's funny, like, uh, I was reading a nerdy book. Not as nerdy as Peeper, but more like, more like sorry, The Christian Dogmatics. I, the Christian, I, I, I knew he was the author, and oh, I'm like, oh, no, I just No, I did, fancy. and I had, that, I had that down, and I wasn't going to say it out loud. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, like, go ahead. I, I was reading another nerdy one that even says, like, here, when it says, um, but not all obeyed the gospel. Mm-hmm. Obeyed is too strong of a word for what it is about listening. It's just all about you heard, but you didn't listen. You didn't obey. You didn't take to heart. There was something where you are, this is the, 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 the pastor way to say it, I guess. Okay. There's a denial. Mm. There's a, I heard what you said. I'm, but I'm just not going to do it. Spartacus. Have I talked about Spartacus in this podcast? I had to have talked about Spartacus. Not yet. Friends, my dog's name is Spartacus. (laughs) I love Spartacus. Spartacus is a boxer. Uh, but we've had boxers in my family now since my grandpa was younger than I was. And they all had S names. And, and so I was looking forward to so much having Spartacus. My first dog was Sully. Sully was such a good listener, Dallas. Anything at all. Like, I mean, seriously, like, I even had compliments when I'd go over to people's houses with them. Like, they'd never met him before. And, like, like uh, they would say to me, I told your dog no. And he looked at me and then backed up. Like, yeah. they're, they're, like, such a good listener. Like, how did you do that? And I was like, he's just a really good listener. When I met Spartacus as a puppy, I knew he's not a good listener. <laughs> I knew it, right? So I knew, like, our Petco training that I'd done with Sully was not going to work. Was not going to work for Spartacus. I needed a little level up. I didn't need the whole come to my house and do it for me type thing or take him away for weeks at a time. I just knew I needed a little more hands-on. Well, I go to this more hands-on training, and to, to summarize for everybody, you do, like, two or three sessions by yourself, and then it's all group. Right. And group is, like, 20 or 30 dogs. Like you have a puppy and there's 20 or 30 dogs with their owners in the same space as you. On my very last one, Dallas, very last training session. So I don't have any more opportunities. Our trainer, Sam, who was awesome. She spoke the truth 
and spoke it straight to you, did not beat around the bush or anything. Very last thing she says to me is I'm walking out of training. And she goes, you really need to be more intentional in your correction. Oh. Which is about as beating around the bush as she could get to. To which me kind of playing dummy went like, well, what do you mean? Because she had just witnessed me. Spartacus, sit. Spartacus, down. Spartacus, down. Spartacus, sit. Blah, 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 blah. Like for the whole final training session that we had. And she said to me, he knows exactly what you're asking him to do. He's, He's just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Which every time I've told that story, moms in this congregation are like, yeah, we're worried about it when you have kids because we've seen you with your dog and all this stuff. It's like, whatever. But God's word. We hear it. The whole world hears it. Right. Right? And that's why we're here too though, right? Mm-hmm. To, to maybe, maybe there is this lack of understanding and maybe I need to hear it, unpack it. And maybe, truly, Maybe the church is saying things in such a way, and I, I, not maybe, the church is often saying things in such a way that it's hard to hear. Right. It's hard to receive it. And I would say sometimes it's because the church is speaking out of not a place of grace and safety and truth, um, but more of a place of fear when they talk about the good news that we have in Jesus Christ. And because of that, that could be hard to hear. But sometimes people hear it though and say, "Mm, God, I hear you entirely. I'm just not with you. Right. I'm going to stubbornly refuse I'm gonna every stubbornly, single time. I'm going to stubbornly, yeah. And that's what we see here, right? Yeah. And so, But here, I love this, Dallas, because I think it speaks to, goes back to episode one for us of why we're doing this. These questions. How then can they call on him they have not believed in? How can they believe? No one ever tells them about him. No one ever opens up the word if they never heard the word. How can they do it? And this is a call to people that follow Jesus. It's good to mention his name, right? He's <laughs> kind of important. To actually share in its fullness with understanding patiently, kindly, full of grace, wanting people to know, not judging them. Right. What does this actually say? Yeah. Sorry. That was like a mini sermon, Dallas. That was. I apologize. But it was so on fire. Like, I, I was passionate. Not, I, like, not like that was fire, like the way the kids talk. But I like, was fired. We <laughs> don't say that anymore. Oh, oh my goodness. No, I, I get it. And that is part of the, that. that's one of the, the biggest reasons why I wanted to do this is because to break it down in, in terms that we can understand, because I mean, I love the church. I love our church Mm -hmm. and I love the church at large, the the, the church universal. I do. But we go back to episode one and the intimidation factor. And there's a lot of intimidation. There's a lot of fear in walking into a church setting or opening your Bible. And what we were wanting to do, what I was wanting to do with alongside you is break it down into real life terms exactly. to where people can understand it. And, you know, I like your map uh, yeah. analogy. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I would have died in the woods. Sure. I mean, just, yeah. I can tell you, I can't I read a map. Most people would. Right. Right. Think about most people are like. Let's be right. honest with know, you, they, right? Why, they why are. does people feel like their lives are falling apart because because no one's been there? I think they're starving. Yes. So I like I like the Bible, and it and and it mentions this multiple times about this being, oh, Jesus says, "I am the bread of life," and He's also the Word, which is the bread, and there's well, food. And, and bread. John six is my favorite chapter of the Bible, so cannot it, wait to get there. We're yeah. gonna get there, and so with with the food and. If you're only feeding your spiritual soul once a week or once every other week or once in December and then once in April, uh, you're going to starve to death. (laughs) You have to ingest it every day and you have to eat the good stuff. 
You can't just sit on the couch with a bag of Snickers and that's going to be it. I have a whole junior high retreat on this. Do you really? And I did. It's not mine, actually. I adopted from 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 Vicarage. I had two awesome pastors up there, Scott Malmi and Hal Tonges, that this was the theme. It was called, it's called High Five. Um, but it's about, because um, because it's about how important it will be for us to spend five minutes on high with God every single day. That makes sense. And it's about diving into his word. But the topic they gave me, and what a blessing, right? Because to see where we're at now and everything that we're doing was about like your spiritual diet and food. And like, there's some fun jokes about Brussels sprouts and junk food. I like Brussels sprouts. And like, and I, like my last, are you ready for this? It's connecting to John 6, Dallas. This is beautiful. My last sermon I gave at Pilgrim in Green Bay, Pilgrim Lutheran Church in Green Bay, where I vicared at, Mm -hmm. which was, We've said this before, but uh, studying to be a pastor in our church body. You're like a student teacher. Uh, yeah, for a year. You're like an yeah. intern. Yeah, an intern. My very last sermon was on John 6. I'm the bread of life. It was just what was assigned for the day. And and that year, fun fact, uh, I had learned to make bread, right? for That's a whole other deep dive another time. When we get to John 6, we'll do the deep dive. Okay. But anyway, so my sermon title. And then, like, if you're the preacher of that church, you designed everything. So, like— I designed the the PowerPoint slide. I designed, like, I, I wrote a hymn. Actually, I changed the words to, like, a tune to make it about John 6 and wrote words for the sermon hymn and all this stuff. It's so much fun the whole time. But the sermon was called uh, A Message from the Bread of Life. Uh, and it was You Will Rise. Uh-huh. So puns all over the place. Puns. And my, my children's message then, which I need to do here at Trinity one day, uh, was... Uh, you're not you and you're hungry. Mm-mm. So I did the, those sticker commercials Are that were so on. hilarious all yes. the time. And I did that and it was just the brief. I threw it up. It was so, again, the whole thing was just crafted, right? It's such a joy for me. But to point up there and guys, when we don't read God's word as his children, mm-hmm. we, we tend to behave like Poorly. we're hungry. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. what he alone can give to us. So sorry. Look at this. All these little fun rabbit holes, Dallas, that we get to... Walk down. Run yeah, down, no. Walk down. Mm, fall down. Fall I down. mean, we just, we're like Alice in Wonderland and we just took her, I mean, it just ended up somewhere. We're having, you know, tea with the Mad Hatter now. I love that image. I, I think that it's just so, it's so important. And, and as a parent who had very strong-willed children, my, my children, they're all productive members of society. They're mm-hmm. good. They're out there in the world. But as children, I had questions. I, sure. I had I had questions. I didn't know if maybe I was speaking a different language and they could not understand sure. me. Understanding, they hearing, they couldn't yeah. under I knew they could hear me. Yeah. Uh, but they were not understanding the words that were coming out of my mouth. And I had to come up with alternative ways to get them to listen, mm-hmm. to listen to me. And they did. Like now I can they say did. this very confidently, like mm-hmm. witnessing your adult children. They did. Like it's been beautiful too, because like I was with you on some of those high oh. school years going. That What's was going rough. on? What's happening? That was rough. You know? But then now it's like, yes, God, you're awesome. You weren't yeah. here when, when they were real little, though. I mean, no, so yeah, you didn't, so you didn't see me ago, with like so a, a wooden old, spoon. How old's your youngest? My my youngest is almost 20. 20. Okay, yeah. So they were, he was 12. So he was 12. So that was, yeah. yeah, that was, it. it mm. mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. had some moments in service. We had moments. Sure. But, but we're past that for right now. Now I'm raising baby adults. Whole different, sure. Whole different issue. Love that phrasing too. Baby, Baby adults. adults. Well, and so like, and, and bring this a little bit home too, right? So why this topic about about hearing and listening and understanding and faith comes from hearing, zeroing in on that verse from Romans chapter ten, verse seventeen. 
it's because if we really acknowledge the fullness of what Scripture says, our God is a God who speaks. Mm-hmm. He's not a distant God. He's not a foreign. He is, he is a God who wants a relationship with his creation and he does that by speaking, right? By talking, and, and when he speaks, things happen. And that's an intimate relationship, and yes, that you a have close one. you have that's to a be scary close. Word for some people, okay, it's a close relationship. Yes. So we are what two feet apart? Yep, exactly. Two, we're two feet apart. You can hear me. Yes. If I backed I can up, see you, you can see I me. Can all this, you stuff. can see yeah. me. And if I were to step ten feet the other way, you would still be able to hear me. Yes. And that is that's the kind of attention and affection that we have got from this this wonderful God that he is close enough to us to hear us. Yes. He's close enough to hear us that I may be able to see you a half mile down the road, but you won't be able to hear me. You won't be able, you wouldn't be able to hear the things that are coming out of my mouth. You could see me, but God is close enough to hear us and he's close enough to speak to us because he knows that sometimes our ears don't work very well and we ha- he has to be right on top of us and you before see this, we can hear that. You see this relationship all the way through scripture, right? From beginning to end. Beginning to end. And in particular, right, which zeroes again into the Romans 10, 17. Mm-hmm. He also, again, I, love, I, I, I said this because it was something I picked up at seminary in a sermon on vicarage. It just so happens to be the same time frame where there was a college student that was there as I was preaching. And one sermon, you know, you know how college students, they come, sometimes they don't come. Sometimes they don't. They're visiting family, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I said, yeah, the big difference between our God, who, which we would say again, talking about that table with the Mm -hmm. rabbi, the imam, our our God, who we believe is the real one, the difference between him and all the other gods, our God came down. He did. To us. Didn't stay on high. Nope. Didn't keep sending just messengers and whatnot. He came we to don't with have those to prophets, do anything. And then all of a sudden, he took on flesh. Yeah. And walked among us in the person and work of Jesus Christ, which I know we'll unpack because oh, that's so essential to, to everything to that. that we do. Yeah. And here's the thing about when our God speaks, especially when he speaks through his son, mm-hmm. he gives faith. Mm-hmm. And that's not just life-giving now in the way that rain and water gives life right. to plants. That's life in eternity. That's eternal. Yeah. And that that that's a long time. I mean, that's that's a long time. So And if faith is a result of God speaking, mm-hmm. uh then it's probably pretty important <laughs> for us to do. And that's why again, I, I love whatever listener we've got joining with us. Um it's it's important for us to, for you to know that about us, right? That's certainly what we know. I'm I'm all about the people that are just genuinely curious, maybe don't believe, right. don't trust, or or really are just exploring this stuff and just trying to find out what does God's word actually say. And I hope as we keep getting this off the ground, I mean, we're laying these foundational things that we're going to return to over and over again. Right. And it's been cool, actually. Dallas, this is as we were going, like maybe like. Tw- 20 minutes ago, I don't even know. But I was like, man, this is awesome. This is what we talked about. This is the kind of conversation we wanted to have. It is exactly Whereas, like, it. a couple episodes, we were like, oh, this is, oh, we're word vomiting because we're so excited about all this stuff. But we really are just laying some ground for folks to know this is why we care so much about what God says. It's connected. Like his yeah. word is connected. And even beyond that, his word is connected to us. Mm-hmm. And which makes us connected to y'all and to each other. And lives in us. It does. Right? This is whole, like, Oh, and when we deep dive faith, whenever that time comes, right? Big word. Faith really is. I love like our theme for this whole school year and I'm drawing up stuff for chapel and things like that. People will have already heard a couple of, people from our congregation will have already heard a couple of sermons on it. It's rooted in Christ and it's about, the 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 the, 
landscape, agricultural mm-hmm. language of the scriptures, especially okay. Jesus, right? It, it, like think about it, agricultural oh, yeah. language of the Isaiah passage with the seed and the water, right? It's so crucial for how God works because he does. He casts his word like seed into the ground in our own lives and that creates faith and and we're called to plant and to water and and to watch that grow in our own lives until it springs up and and bears fruit. Right. That's positive, that's life-giving and all this stuff. Right. Uh, and that's why we find this so important. It is. It is. And I'm a big fan of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my sweet spot that I've been questioned, jokingly, sort of, if I knew there was a second half of the Bible. <laughs> um, like, Dallas, you you know there's a part two, right? I mean, that's you, you so know funny. you know it kept going. And but I have I've spent a lot of time in the Old Testament, which is interesting that I did not take Hebrew. Yeah, uh, I mean that is. just doesn't. Well, it, no, oh, little anyway. side, little side note. When when you were going through school, were mm-hmm. you more of a, like a math mind or more of like a? Did you just say math mind? What did you math. say? Oh my gosh, M A T H. A little different than. Oh math. gosh, yeah. no. See, and that's the thing is, I think Greek is more so for the the history, creative the and the yes. The, and if I and could have taken Latin, I would, but Hebrew they wouldn't let me. Hebrew is more of the math mind. It's I, much more formulaic. No, yeah. I can't do it. I. I I, so for anybody that wants to look into those languages, now you know. Now you know. Will they will both make you cry. <laughs> they will both make you have nightmares, but they're cool. Yes. And so I spent a lot of time in the Old Testament. And one of the things that I was thinking about as we're kind of wrapping up the episode for today is from Joshua. And a lot of people, you know, even even non-believers, they, they recognize verses from Joshua. You know, me and my huh. house, we will, sure, serve, we the will serve the yeah. Lord. Okay, fear not. You know, don't be afraid. I'm going to be with you. Okay, those those are some really iconic verses that come Absolutely. from Joshua. But one that that really stuck out to me was Joshua one eight. Keep this book of the law Ooh, always on your lips. Good yes, call. keep it always on your lips. And and that wasn't necessarily because it was written down. It was something that they were all, you know, if something's on your lips, in your mouth, you're going to talk about it. Yes. You're going to talk about it. And that is, I, I just think that that we're starting a conversation here. Exactly. This is, we're, we're having a conversation and, you know, and, and God knows where it's going to go because half the time we are just kind of talking. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, that we have a God that speaks to us. Exactly. We have a God that speaks to us. He's His close does enough. Something it does something. It, to it, us, through us, in us. And around us. Yes. I mean, his word doesn't just affect us. It doesn't mm. just affect me personally. It affects those around us in circumstances and situations around us. I had a, a mentor once tell me that I needed to be careful with what I said. And I said, you know, you're not the first person that has said that to me. He said, no, let me— I'm so surprised. Let me, yeah. I know. Let me clarify that. And I was thinking, okay, go ahead. He said, you may be the only Bible that somebody ever reads. I love that one. That's a I've seen that as and a quote somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that just terrified me. That terrified me because— I'm not a walking Bible what a great every day. Call, what a great call to all believers, yeah. right? You may so be the true. only speaking, Bible that somebody ever reads. to the heart of everything that we're doing. Yep. Why we wanted to do this was because even, like we talked uh, pre, pre, pre-Dallas pre even, so in the infantile stages of dreaming up what a podcast could look like, it was very much like we need something that's going to get this stuff out there for people because they're they're not, they don't feel safe in a congregational setting. They don't right. feel safe among God's people. They don't feel right. safe walking through doors. 
and a podcast is something that's so accessible. It and is. that's why it's one of those cool things is that's it speaks exactly to what you were saying. So we yep. hope we're doing that. Like I I mean, and I hope similar to keeping us accountable to being too fancy with our words and too nerdy with everything we're doing. I hope people are keeping us accountable to a, if there's something that you don't understand. A faithful witness mm-hmm. and a faithful representation yes. of our God who right. loves. Who does. Deeply, more than we could ever understand. And who's with us and who speaks to us who and gives us, us life. Yeah. Awesome. Dallas, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. the day. Thank you. Yeah, this was so it's much always fun. fun. It's always so it's interesting. Always fun. It's so cool to see where it goes. I would love to, to close us with a word of prayer. Uh, uh, and then wish our wish listeners well. Let's do it. Let's okay, pray. go ahead. Good, gracious, merciful God, uh, loving God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, today. Well, Lord, we thank you for your word that really is thrown like a seed cast out into the world, uh, into the ground, and it, and it gets planted. Lord, it gets watered, uh, and it bears the fruit of life and the fruit of faith. And so, Lord, we thank you for uh, just the joy that you bring to Dallas and I as we get to have these conversations. Lord, we just ask that that same joy would take root in the heart of our listeners, uh, that a curiosity would be placed out there as well, uh, Lord, for them to want to know more about you uh, and more about what you say. And Lord, what you have to say, especially as it brings uh, forth that gift of faith and eternal life. Uh, And so Lord, be with us and Lord, help us to continue to internalize your word. Uh, Lord, for it to take root so that we can never find ourselves lost uh, because you and your word will always be with us. All this we pray uh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next time as God continues to make this journey so, so interesting. Have a good one.